Yo, what's good, people? It's your boy, George. First off, I want to say a big thanks to everyone who's checked out Almost a Conversation with my friends, Jamal and Tabore. Alongside the main episodes of the podcast, we'll be bringing you Having the Conversation, which is me jumping on Zoom to chat to some amazing guests. So don't forget to review, follow, and subscribe. This week's guest is my homie, the super talented singer-songwriter, Joy Crooks. Let's go. Hello, welcome to another episode of Almost a Conversation. Today I'm joined by big homie, my friend, Dre Crooks. How's it going, Dre? Thanks for Not joining too me. too bad. Hello, long time no speak, only long yesterday. T- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, called you about 12 hours ago. Yeah. It's early, man. It's early. How are you? I'm good. Um, I'm happy that the sun is shining and I hope, I hope this lasts for like another, you know, two hours. <laughs> yeah hopefully man um firstly I've, i know i've said it to you privately but i also want to say publicly congratulations on everything that's going on especially the i don't know what i don't even know what the latest achievement is for you maybe like the beats advert or abbey road or uh probably, yeah <laughs> probably those those three yeah yeah probably. yeah 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 um i want to focus on the abbey road thing firstly that's such a sick achievement yeah but what struck me was when you um put the instagram post up and you said i can't remember specifically what you said but you said you wrote a song about the struggles that your family had to go through to put a home over your head yeah um what does home mean to you uh home is probably the it's community and it's um, the genuine essence of family. And that includes all of, can I swear? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That includes all the <laughs> fuckeries of family as well. <laughs> um, but I feel like, you know, emphasis on the word struggle, like struggle isn't always just what people see as genuine struggle. I think it includes all the fuckeries, it includes all the arguments, it includes mm. all the breakups and makeups. And I feel like home is, that kind of beautiful mess that mm. is genuine and it's a community and it's the place that you probably feel the most comfortable and the place that you feel the most yourself yeah yeah, yeah. home is to me i was i was gonna ask now you said you said that it's the place you feel most comfortable yeah you see when you're in a place where there's no fuckeries and everything is just blessed sometimes do you feel like is this a bit too where's the you know what i mean to be true yeah, like where's the fuckeries? Do you get that like, imposter syndrome when you're somewhere that's a bit too tranquil? Yeah, I mean, like even making this album at points, like I feel like there was a lot of struggle writing the songs and getting the right songs and da da da. Now I'm in this mm. process where I'm like making them beautiful and making them have homes. Mm, 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 um, mm, mm, mm. It's there is a lot of there. There is moments of imposter syndrome because I'm like, should it be this? should it be this smooth sailing? Like, should it be this easy? Should I I be enjoying this as much as I am? Because I think that, I guess it depends on what kind of person you are, but if you've grown up with a lot of ups and downs and and you'll be up and you'll know that when you're up, it's a really dangerous place to be because it only means, you're like a Bitcoin, it only means it's gonna go down. (laughs) You know what I mean? And I feel like um, I understand that, but I think, being present and living in the moment makes all of that really, really different. Like, makes my perspective on that very, very different because I realise that if I am up, I need to soak up as much as I can because 
I don't know how that's how long that's gonna last. And yeah. I kind of need to take the energy and the fuel, like like it's a battery from the, the happy times, the high times, so I can ride out the lows. And the low yeah. isn't as crash landing, you know? Yeah, yeah, like obviously the saying is you don't get the, the, the lows make the highs feel higher, isn't it? So. 100%, but also like the being able to carry as much confidence and mm -hmm. tranquility from the high can make your low a lot more smooth yeah, exactly. sailing. No, definitely, hundred percent. Like I think, for, just speaking on personal perspective, I've I've feel like in my life so far anyway, I've hit what I've what I felt is my lowest low, isn't it? yeah. And the only low that I felt that's really low is when things in my home are changed. Do you know what I mean? So like loss or so, things like that, which like that's the foundation that goes missing. So when you have that, but you have the high afterwards, you're like, okay, cool. I've already hit the lowest low. So. Yeah. Boom. But like you said, you don't hit the highest high and think, okay, I've hit my highest high. Yeah. I'm all right with the lows. I think it's people just see it the other way around. Do you know yeah. what I mean? So it's good yeah, that yeah. You're, you're consciously kind of they have to you know. dance, they have to dance with each other. And I think that when you get into lows and you're someone that's been accustomed to being in a low, whether that's with your mental health or with shit happening around you with your family or um your life, mm. I think that making sure you remind yourself in those hard times that you've done it before and you've been through it before and you've survived it before is a really important thing for me and it's how I always navigate yeah yeah 100% 100% um, I want to move on to your area obviously we're both South London born and raised um, I feel like no one no one ever really knows that I'm from South you're from yeah you're I knew you were from South before I met you but I understand why people would think that you're not from South. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If that yeah. makes sense. I think yeah, you're, you're, yeah. your whole vibe is a bit more like global, whereas <laughs> you're, like, when you meet you, you're like, yeah, South, man, you're, you're South Geezer, do you know what I mean? So, yeah, but um, you're South, but you're also, is it half Irish, half Bengali, I want to say? Yeah, half, half Irish, half Bengali. Um, so with that whole, that's a lot of words mixed into one, do you know what I mean? So obviously mm -hmm. your parents, must have experienced a lot with them coming together um, and being in South London and existing. Mm -hmm. uh, how much of that experience do you think has shaped yourself? I mean, I guess inevitably it shaped myself. I never sit down and like intellectualize, like my mom went mm. through this, so I go through this. Mm. I guess the only time that that happens maybe is in therapy when you realize some of the traits that mm. may have passed down to you. There was a really interesting theme I was exploring with my therapist um, where sometimes being mixed, it's like you're constantly a projection for everyone else. You're never mm. just, you're never just one. And I know that sounds strange because I'm not going to sit here and be like, I'm too brown for the white kids and too white for the yeah, brown yeah, kids. Because yeah. it's not as simple as that. I think for me, it's like I noticed that some people will only see my brown and some people will only see my Irish and some people mm -hmm. will deny my brown and some people will deny my Irishness. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's made me the type of person to go... I'm not 50%, da, da, da. I'm not someone that should be rationalized or intellectualized. My race and my heritage should never be in someone else's hands to decide mm -hmm. because at the end of the day, that's my identity. Mm -hmm. My identity is up to myself. And identity doesn't only consist of heritage and race. It consists of your sexuality and it consists of what your thoughts are on certain subjects. It consists of where you grew up in your home because South London, 
is not synonymous just to Irish and Bangladeshi kids. It's mm-hmm. synonymous to so many people and so many cultures and growing up like face to face with so many cultures and watching my friends go through things in their cultures and their families. And I think that it's so, it's so simplified and so boring that someone else should make up my identity for me. Yeah, That's yeah, not yeah. anyone else's place, but my own. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know, I think with that and understanding that it's made me a much stronger person. It made me realize that even when it comes to identity, like your own culture, is part of it but sometimes the cultures you grew up around are part of it too yeah yeah you know i was going to say that because even the first time we met we were just talking about we were talking about south london for time like just things that happen in south london like oh and obviously i'm i'm of jamaican heritage so there's things that i experienced as a jamaican man mm. but also as a south london man yeah. and you and you were like yeah man i hear that because same thing here da, 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 da. and i was like yeah like we were late but it's all because no matter where you're from or no matter where your parents are from or heritage, like where we're where we were born and raised, it kind of aligns us in a way that's it's not about race, it's not about any of that. It's just about being from South London and do you know what I mean? Well, it's, it goes back to like it, we make a home, and mm. some people are a bit more ignorant in that and try and keep their community and kind of not mix with anyone else and da 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 and be a bit more homogenous. But I feel like you know if I'm looking at my parents' past and who they grew up with, my mum only grew up with Ethiopian girls in Stockwell. Mm, mm, and then my dad grew up with Irish people and uh, Irish people and, and Jamaican people in Brixton because he, <laughs> he moved to Brixton when he first moved here. So both mm. my parents moved into Stockwell and Brixton and I grew up in Elephant. My grandma yeah. still lives in Stockwell. And obviously Brixton is like a stomping ground if you're living in mm-hmm. Stockwell. And of course, like I would never ever deny the influence um, one second. Not a good time, Maria. <laughs> I would never. No, 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 my, my friend. Mm. I would never deny the influence that the Caribbean diaspora have had on South London as well. And I think when I say it, you could be, you could, you know, some people are ignorant and they don't want to. They don't want to see that they see South London as their home because of X and just X, yeah, their community, yeah. their way of life. Da, da, da. But for me, mm-hmm. it's like an amalgamation of everything. It's the fact that there are so many subcultures and cultures that live beside each other and that I've learned from. And I have, you know, I've learned proverbs from African mm-hmm. families. I've learned proverbs from Iraqi families, from Middle Eastern families that I've met in South. You know, like it's such a it's such an amalgamation of um heritage and culture and seeing that in my parents too as much as they're Irish and Bangladeshi like they both carry they're streetwise as hell yeah, come on. and I feel like they only <laughs> you know like they learned that back home but they learned that when they moved here too and mm. it's like it's like a knowledge that you can never learn from a book yeah, yeah you know yeah. And, and it's how you carry yourself and it isn't just looking over your shoulder all the time it's how you carry yourself in mm-hmm. in meetings in conversation so it's just there's so much there's so much home here yeah um and that i could never deny that that's you know what you, you touched on a point that i was just thinking about yeah because some i spoke to someone the other day and they said that um when you're from south you see everything yeah? you, you see you see everything yeah so when you go out into the world when you go out into business meetings or whoever you can interact to a more pe- a wider range of people just just because you've seen so much growing up where we've grown up yeah um, 
So, like, do you feel like, because I know you're, you're someone that interacts with a lot of people, you have a you know, big fan base and a very diverse fan base as well, and just a diverse contact, a lot of people love you, isn't it? do you find it easier to manoeuvre around conversations and chat to people from different backgrounds because of where you're from and because of how you've been raised? Yes and no, I think that like as much as South really provides you with a very worldly view, I think a lot of people don't necessarily decide to see the world mm, mm. Um, in South. And of course, like us both growing up in South London can't deny that here was, a, it was poor. People are from ethnic minorities. Some of our parents took their, may have taken their unconscious bias into the family homes and you don't you know some parents wouldn't want you to mix with a b c d and actually you can have quite a closed life if you're mm. from that kind of environment so i think that as much as self does provide you with the world it's whether you want to see it or not yeah and there is you know this being stush is a huge part of like mm -hmm. the stereotype of south london because it's not, you know, it's born out of a, yeah, it's a stereotype, but it's born out of genuine things. You know, when you put so many cultures around each other, some people aren't going to agree with one another. And some of the code of conduct in South is very, very complex. And to explain that to other people, you know, it's, it's difficult. So I think that as much as I want to say, yes, yeah, South made me the person that's really, really um, personable and loves talking to people, like, I don't think it has that same effect on everybody. And I think that's completely understandable. And there's nothing wrong with that. I think it just comes down to the person. Does that make sense? Yeah, of course. I've got I've got brothers that from Craydon who I've never been to Shoreditch before. And they're like 27, 28. Do you know what I mean? That's but so at, but at the same time, you have people like yourself, people like myself who have seen the world, you know, various, various different people. So you're right, it does depend on person but um i was gonna what's my next question yeah so um your beast advert you know very uh come on plug plug <laughs> very um culturally representative of who you are and what mm -hmm. and a big part of your um background and i think you're not doing it consciously i don't think anyone does it consciously but you're becoming some do mm. Mm. I know you already know what I'm saying, isn't it? <laughs> you already know what I'm saying. We're like, becoming of the people, do you know what I mean? And, and really like representing your background and being that person, which is it's sick to see, even though yeah. like so I don't think you're doing it consciously, but um that means already you're leaving an impact on the world, you're leaving an impact on those who come after us. For the next generation after us, what would your advice be to them? And what would you Want them to do maybe differently to what we've done i mean um I, I always tell young people to learn how to say no mm. and i also think that um just like do what you want like i'm not necessarily doing a bangladeshi princess because because i'm like trying to represent my whole community that would exactly. be mental and you know like like we were saying representation is beyond skin color it's the way you think it's beyond race it's the way you communicate it's what you believe in you know like there are so many things that make up representation mm. I think that as visual representation I'm sure it's very important it was very important for me to do something of that um caliber that was you know obviously Beats gets a large um you know has a large following a lot of people are going to see that advertisement and I'm really really happy that that has had an impact on people but being completely honest with you 
if you see me repping certain earrings or wearing a certain traditional clothes like outfit to Brits, etc., etc., it's not necessarily because I'm trying to rep mm-hmm. a community. It's because I'm trying to represent myself, mm-hmm. and I'm trying to make sure that wherever I put my foot is where I belong, without question. People will always question it, and I'm glad that people. I'm glad that I create controversy because I think that starts dialogue and it starts conversation. That isn't necessarily my intention. My intention is for my family and for myself to feel like we belong. So. so it's not, you know, it's not as big as everyone thinks. It actually has started from something very small and it started before I was making music. It started when I was doing art GCSE and I learned about this lady called Frida Kahlo, the mm-hmm, painter mm-hmm. with the one eyebrow. And how she was actually half Mexican, half German. And she garnered her identity through so much pain and through so much suffering. And I think the times that I've struggled the most mentally in my life have been my teenage years. And so for me to be able to have an output and express without even seeing music as the expression, but just how I dress, how I present Mm -hmm. myself, how I think and how I carry myself, it felt like I was learning how to represent me from mm-hmm. from back then. And now, obviously, because I'm a musician, those traits that were in, like, fundamentally embedded into my personality are now yeah. seeping into my music and, and my I guess, my brand as a musician. But it's not, yeah. you know, I'll be very honest with you, it comes from a very um, personal place, very personal place. That's, that's, that's real, man, I think. Um... Yeah, you hit the nail on the head. I think I can relate to an extent because, like, even the songs I put out, Black and Ready and Halo, yeah, they're not about they're not about anything other than myself. Do you know what I mean? But it's your own experience. That, exactly, and the fact that so many people can relate to that, then it makes it oh, okay, oh, you guys agree, you guys have felt the same thing. That's really nice to hear. It's a bonus. It's a it's bonus. It's a bonus. Yeah, but at the yeah. same time, you're doing yourself unapologetically. You know from even like it's not just yeah come on come on even like from meeting you do you know what i mean it's not it's not just for the once the camera's on this is joy and da, 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 da. that's that goes beyond it goes beyond the camera and it goes beyond everything which is sick man it's good to see it it's really good to see it and it's good to i mean just... it comes down to how are you sleeping at night facts though facts you know facts. what i'm saying yeah, yeah, yeah facts. some people sleep and they get neck pains and <laughs> I don't want that. <laughs> no, for real, for real. Yeah. As long as I can sleep comfortable at night knowing that you're cool, is it? Yeah. And it's, it's exactly, yourself. it's the essence of this podcast is actually how you behave and how you perform or don't perform behind closed doors. Mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. that's what I was talking to my producer and that is what makes a person like a good or bad person i hate being so like linear but that i think that yeah, is the yeah, thing yeah. that really distincts a human being from being genuine and then being performative you know mm, what i mean mm, 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 mm. Right, i'm gonna wrap it up for there for now but sick man sick okay, i want to talk to you about, i wouldn't talk to you more about this in the future as well but we've spoken about this and I know yeah, all the things times. that I know all the things you get up to as well, but we're not out <laughs> here. We don't need to tell it's like not it's not for show. It's like it's because that's what your it's that's what you feel like your purpose and your vocation is to do. Exactly. It doesn't it doesn't have to be a thing where everyone needs to know what you're up to, you know? Mm-hmm. Or your intention. 
and the main thing is like we love what we do. You know what I'm saying? Like, like you said, we'd be having this conversation anyway. We might swear a little bit more if the, yeah, <laughs> if the cameras went on. But yeah, but Ron no, might get involved. Beginners, <laughs> like you never know. Oh man, it's been a pleasure talking to you, Jay. Lovely speaking to you, and we'll have a chat properly soon as well. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Love. Bye. Take care. Take care.